No mai, haere mai. Welcome to the Maxim Institute podcast. My name is Jason, and I'm the communications manager at Maxim Institute. This is our weekly short-form podcast. These podcasts are released in tandem with our weekly column and are a chance for you to hear in-depth from the column's author about some of the thinking that went into producing their final piece. Marianne, welcome along to the podcast. Good to have you back with us. Hi, Jason. Now, we are talking about your recent column for Maxim, New Zealand's Curriculum Fails the Test. And uh, here you talk about uh, education policies, but you talk about and you maybe offer a a cost-neutral policy, which I feel... Uh, is a real gift to our political parties at this time, just before the election. Um, would you explain us to us this cost-neutral policy that you say will narrow inequity in student outcomes, raise academic achievement, and take an hour off the average teacher's workday? It's like a miracle, isn't I it? I know. <laughs> and it might be false advertising because it's cost-neutral once you have the curriculum in place. Oh, there you go. What they did in 2007 was rewrite the old curriculum. Yeah. And leave teachers with a very skeletal one. Yeah. So a minimalist um, curriculum. Yeah. Yeah. So student-centered teaching, you want teachers to be free to take it wherever the students want it to go, whatever yeah. context. So the trade-off for that is you don't have a lot of content mm. in the curriculum. The problem with that is international research routinely finds that those countries or provinces that deliver a comprehensive content-rich curriculum which ensures that students acquire a broad general knowledge achieve higher and more equitable student outcomes than countries with skills-based or more open curricula we have a skills-based and highly open yeah yeah. (laughs) so So unfortunately um we have a curriculum that doesn't you know, according to research, serve students well or teachers well. So to get to the place where we've got great outcomes, um, and it's very complex. It's not just about the curriculum, but it costs money to develop a curriculum. And unfortunately, a lot of money has been spent the last couple of years to refresh the current one. Yeah. Um, But it doesn't look like it's going to be a content-rich curriculum. Who knows? Who knows, And there's going to be a new government. So I think... I've asked questions of people who are more in the know and nobody really knows. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Drafts have come out yeah. of, of what some of the subjects will look like um, mm. in the revision. And there's been a lot of discontent. So it's probably not going to stay in the form that the drafts suggest it could be. Yeah. Um, yeah, who knows which direction it's going to go. The bottom line is if – they take it the direction of more content-rich, mm. more prescribed, yeah. which some people don't like the idea of. But research shows that that gives a base level. Everybody's on the same page with yeah. their teaching. It can be contextualized around that. Yeah. But you need to, to stage things. You need to let teachers know what they need, what students need to know mm. at each stage yeah. in each subject. Or you get what we've got, um, which sounds good on paper, but in practice. Yeah. It's not, yeah, it trends with the international research, 16 years of falling achievement and widening yeah. inequity. Yeah. Now, you that, that quote that you uh, shared was from uh, a paper recently 
out called Variable In slash By Design by Dr. Nina Hood. Yeah. Um, and she uh, highlights a lot of this. Yeah. Um, what What does she say in there? Um, she she listens to what the teachers are saying. Yeah. Um, Which is she's a good experienced thing, right? in yeah. that field herself. <laughs> yeah. She yeah. runs the education hub. Uh, Five hundred and twenty three teachers across New Zealand were surveyed earlier this year. Yeah. And some of just the numbers themselves tell yeah. the story. So if you've got a very loose curriculum, that means somebody has to create the content. Yeah. Um, it's Who's mostly it the be? teachers. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got thousands of teachers reinventing the wheel. Yeah. Um, and of course, they're gonna they're gonna want to contextualize things for their own classrooms. They've got um, unique students mm. that they will want to teach too. But the bulk of the content doesn't exist for yeah. them to just... So it's not like they're tweaking a content-rich curriculum for a couple of students here and there. No. They're, they're literally creating, creating it. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And How she, long is that taking them? Like, Well, this is the thing. So 24% of teachers spend at least six hours a week wow. finding and developing instructional materials. Wow. So that's on top of classroom time. And, I mean, yeah. they, they have to spend time developing stuff um anyway yeah. but that's a lot of time 26 percent, four to five hours a week 39 percent between two and three hours of the ones who spend at least six hours some of them are spending in excess of 10 hours a week wow. doing something that if the curriculum was more prescribed they wouldn't have to yeah. do yeah um and interestingly so 76 percent of teachers are responsible for finding their own instructional materials it's wow. on them yeah the same percentage do not believe each teacher should be responsible for creating or <laughs> yeah. finding their own instructional materials yeah so we've got a very big disconnect yeah. between what teachers are expected to do and what they think their job should be yeah um so they're developing content 52 percent of teachers have not received effective professional development on curriculum design wow so there's a whole bunch That's, of they're, they're all creating a curriculum but most of them have not received any training on how to do yeah that so the the curriculum isn't um, defined enough yeah for them to know okay at this point in the year with this grade level and this um, subject this is what we should be teaching, teaching. yeah there there's very little it's just like a black hole of very little yeah. that's defined <laughs> so they're having to define it yeah um, Nina Hood also looks at where they're getting the content from yeah. And if you went to school, <laughs> like when I did, there was a textbook. This is yes. what we're learning in yeah, the subject. That's right. for the, yeah. um, they're getting stuff from social media. Wow. They're getting stuff from websites. And yeah. I mean, some of the content could be fine. But as she points out, a lot of them aren't trained in what you should be looking for, how you should mm. be staging it, all mm. those details. Mm. Um, so what, what some teachers think is perfectly fine and high quality might not be. Yeah. And even if it is high quality, they're having to do all the work over and over and over again. Forty um, percent of teachers are not satisfied with their own school's approach to curriculum design. Thirty-four mm. percent of teachers do not believe there is a clear progression in curriculum content between year levels or within a single year. Wow! So that's a third of teachers who are going this, is, and who knows how many think it's fine and it's not actually. Yeah. So this is like some teachers think that. Even going from year five to year six, there's not um, not a like a clear progression of knowledge from year five to year six. But even more than that, within say year five, and within science in year five or maths in year five, depending on the teacher, yeah, depending on the school, because yeah. some schools um, make sure that yeah. teachers have a clear um, road progression. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
but, but so in it's some, possible to have yeah. a very good curriculum within yeah. a school, but it's also perfectly possible be, not yeah, to. Yeah, but it should be normative, right, across the system. Yeah, yeah. It, it could be if our <laughs> curriculum was different. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's hope that some of the political parties, the people in the ministry, read your column. And there are intentions. Yeah. Um, Nationals clearly stated they intend to rewrite the curriculum. Who's going to do it? What it's going to look like? You know. Open question. Yeah. We don't know yet. Um, So it's been identified as a problem. The reason it's being rewritten is because the Ministry of Education itself says this isn't working for all students. Yeah. So there is a clear understanding that what we have isn't good enough. Mm. The question is, will the rewrite tweak things but not address the the main deficiencies? Or will, will somebody come along and actually, you know, some people come along and say it needs to change radically? Mm. Other countries have done that. Yeah. And, you know, the UK about 10 years ago rewrote its curriculum. Yeah, fast le- improvements. Less skills-based and yeah. more content-rich. And interestingly, their scores started yeah, yeah, improving yeah. shortly after. Yeah. Um, she cites Estonia and Portugal. Yeah. Um, their PISA scores, so that's um, international um, student achievement study, they began improving around the same time as ours began declining. Yeah. And it's because they implemented, well, I mean, there's there's many reasons, mm. but they implemented a content-rich curriculum at the same time that we implemented a more skills-based skeletal one. And the scores have gone in the opposite direction mm. since then. Oh. So, you know, there's there's definitely a correlation there. Yeah. Well, let's hope they they listen, take it on board, and we get a more content-rich curriculum uh, in the next little while. Thanks for being with us, Marianne. Thanks, Jason. Today, we talked to researcher Marianne Spurtle about her latest column. We're in that season where political parties constantly roll out policies that reflect their vision for New Zealand. This close to the election, few ideas remain unclaimed, but here's one that's free to a good home. It's a cost-neutral way to narrow inequity in student outcomes, raise academic achievement, and take an hour a day off the average teacher's workload. If it sounds too good to be true, it's because it comes with a catch. Implementing it will involve difficult conversations that take in a review of the evidence and end in a consensus among those who create our national curriculum. Evidence here and overseas shows that much of the drag on our educational outcomes is generated by the very framework designed to improve them. This month, Dr. Nina Hood published her findings from a survey of 523 teachers across New Zealand. The paper, titled Variable N by Design, quantifies the ways the lack of a content-rich curriculum and inadequate support for teachers undermine the promise of equal educational opportunities for all. International research, she writes, routinely finds that those countries or provinces that deliver a comprehensive content-rich curriculum which ensures that students acquire a broad general knowledge, achieve higher and more equitable student outcomes than countries with skills-based or more open curricula. Our stripped-back 2007 New Zealand curriculum, however, leaves course content wide open for interpretation. New Zealand now has one of the widest achievement gaps in the English-speaking world between those who are disadvantaged and those who aren't. We also have some of the hardest-working teachers, Three out of four find and develop their own instructional materials, often paying for materials themselves, and a quarter spend at least six hours a week finding and developing them. They are essentially continually reinventing the wheel. And even if those materials are all high quality, 
Their impact will not be as great if they are not part of a carefully sequenced learning experience, Nina writes. This is far from guaranteed. In fact, more than a third of the teachers reported no clear progression in curriculum content, and more than half said that students are not consistently learning the same things. For 16 years, we have had a national curriculum that declines to prescribe what knowledge all children should have access to beyond some high-level directives. What do the people teaching our children think of how it's being delivered? It's the blind leading the blind, one of the survey teachers responded. Another said, I have begun accessing the Australian curriculum as they are leading the way in creating and sharing resources which align with the science of learning, explicit, systematic, and progressive. The current refresh that the New Zealand's the current refresh that New Zealand's curriculum is undergoing comes with promises that its deficits will be addressed. But will the content-rich framework many educators hope for emerge, or will teachers be left with a rebrand of the same failed approach? Whatever the next government's vision is for education, this is a question they will have to answer. Thanks for listening to the Maxim Institute podcast. If you'd like to hear more from us and keep up with the rest of our research and analysis of politics and policy in New Zealand, you can sign up on the homepage of our website to get our monthly forum email and invitations to future Maxim Institute events. You can search and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the team at Maxim, Matewa, goodbye for now. <laughs>